coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Welcome back, everybody, to Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley. We're the podcast that brings you face-to-face with leaders and innovators in the franchising world. And today, of course, is no exception. Today with me, I have Max and Elena Emma. They are the co-founders of Bookskeeping, CPA, and Accounting Franchise. And we're going to delve into that world. It's an interesting world, especially uh, in the world we live in today with all this technology. So looking forward to to having this conversation, Max and Elena. Um, Tell me a little bit about your vision, though. How did this all get started? And why did you decide to become a franchise? I know that you were already a successful uh, bookkeeping and and accounting business. What, what, What led you to become a franchise brand? Sure, Rob. It's great to be here. First of all, I wanted to mention we are not a CPA franchise. We are not even an accounting franchise. We are a bookkeeping franchise. So just strictly book. Oh, my apologies. All right. No, gotcha. no, it's 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 all good. We're not gonna pretend uh, to be who we are not. Uh, we do work with a lot of CPA firms, and they refer business to us, and they're also a great source for business for our franchisees. But that's actually a very big distinction between us and some other tax franchises or accounting franchises that also offer bookkeeping. So for them, majority of their work is taxes like um, A-tax, Liberty, H&R Block, and then they offer bookkeeping as an additional element. And some of them, by the way, started adding it not so long ago, recently, Mm -hmm. as recent as a couple of years ago. Uh, But our model is to provide just the bookkeeping. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get to it why uh but there is actually uh there was a reason why why we decided to stay stay there i i I already know yeah i I can't wait to talk about it i think it's a brilliant brilliant idea if i if i have my hunches correct but tell me a little bit about like the driving force to become a franchise like what kind of led you to that decision and uh, to become a, a, a new franchise um so bookskeeping started in 2011 out of the garage where I was getting the clients and Elena was doing the work while nursing a little one. Uh, so that was fun times. Um, and then, you know, bookkeeping was growing, growing. And at some point, by accident, we got introduced to a franchisee of one of the brands and started doing the books uh, for him. There was a local franchisee here in San Diego. And then he introduced us to franchisor and then franchisor said, you know what? Um, We might be interested in recommending you to all our franchisees. And so Mm. to make the story short, it started one at a time and we got this franchisor as we became their preferred bookkeeping provider. And time forward, we actually now doing it for about 90 franchise brands. So we are preferred bookkeeping provider for some major brands such as Sport Clips, Fast Science, Signorama, 
uh, some uh, emerging ones like game day men's health that is growing really fast some that are uh established and trying to redevelop um so anyway we don't discriminate as we say about franchising really size yeah. size doesn't matter um yeah. so and then in a few years ago uh that gave uh, elena and myself an idea that hey we can become a franchisor because by then we know what we know and maybe it's time to share it with our franchisees and that's how bookskeeping franchise started so we're now not only a franchisor but we're one of the uh, suppliers uh, to the industry gotcha yeah and i tell you what's interesting is the pathway that you just described i think it's it's a pretty powerful testament to what you have achieved because you had mentioned things like well you mentioned some brand names i think a lot of people probably have heard of but i know game day health a little bit and i think we're doing some research on this now but i do think they're the fastest growing at least within a period of time franchise of all time so for you to be able to support them says a lot about you guys uh for sure and you know i, I want to kind of circle back to my mistake and i'm sure you hear that a lot but i think it was brilliant my question i had a question a follow-up i was going to ask about what kind of differentiates you guys you know from a competitive landscape in the bookkeeping space but when you when you clarified how you angle it i think that probably opens the door to a lot of partnering and you kind of stay in your lane. And I think it, it could be a pretty cool thing because I know your your skills and specialties are not always the ones of, like we said earlier, of a CPA or an accounting firm. So it's not what they focus on. And so it's a great way to work. So, but more on the differentiators, tell me what's different about you guys. Obviously, you just mentioned a big one. I think the fact that you understand franchising means a lot because not just as a franchisor, but also in supporting franchise brands. It taught you a lot as well, but tell me more about the differentiator from the from the marketplace point of view. What makes you unique, Elena? Well, we have it's good to be here, Rob. Thank you. Um, we have external and internal differentiators, right? External differentiators that yes, we are just strictly a bookkeeping company, and uh, we have our processes and ways of doing things, and they have been customized and tested, and uh, they do work. Uh, we don't dive into what we don't know very well, which is accounting or CPA work. We do work with CPAs a lot, and I would probably say that our people are a lot more knowledgeable in a lot more of accounting than uh, the regular bookkeeper is so that provides a lot of, a lot of um it's an extra layer of expertise that we could use we 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 don't necessarily angle it that way but we could use and uh, so that's the external part of things and uh, internally um we have a very strong culture and what we're building is really a big community. So we started off and we were starting as a company with a strong culture um, as, as a unit with employees altogether. And now we're just expanding it to community. And for us, it's very important that uh, every franchisee that we get, um, they become a unique identity within the bigger brand. And that doesn't happen very often in in uh, franchise industry because it's it's very often a copycat kind of you know we all do the same things and we're just another location. And for us, it's right. very different because we bring personality. It's part of our culture. Personality shines through what we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, relationships are key. I think we were talking about that earlier and just how important that is locally for a franchise business uh, an owner to really not only you got relationships with your clients, with your employees, with your with your partners, with your your community. So it's it's very key to be to being uh, unique in that way. So it's good that you have a culture that says we have the strength of a franchise brand, but we also help you know bring that unique quality to each local market, um, which it needs to be because every market's slightly different as. As we all know, like different parts of the country are, are different, right? Um, so anyway, all right. So that you differentiate in terms of the first year. I know for a lot of people listening, many of them are just professionals, business folks. And, um, you know, some of them may be one of those folks thinking, you know, I think it's time to work for myself. And in America, we really believe in working for ourselves and, and, and creating something special. Franchising is a great pathway to that. So tell me a little bit about the support and the, and and how you get someone launched into this business, and and why, and a little bit of why it's you know, special compared to maybe other opportunities that you guys have worked with. So I guess I can get it started, and then Elena, please feel free to add uh, anything um, you think is relevant. I mean, look, almost anybody can open a bookkeeping business and you know we do know some people who self-taught themselves quickbooks on online and just opened the business and became quite successful um mm -hmm. same goes with a pizza restaurant i mean you can actually open it yourself buy all the equipment learn the recipes and do that but yeah there is a reason why franchising is so powerful especially in the united states it's because uh people buy know-how they buy um you know i don't want to say trade secrets but you know they buy franchisors experience and i always like to say that uh for new franchisees we're not only going to teach you what to do we most likely going to teach you what not to do because i can promise you we've made so many mistakes and we learned so much from them. And I'm actually proud of all of the mistakes that we made because that's a learning experience. It did not happen to us, it happened for us. So that's a, that's a huge difference. That's the way how I look, uh, how I look at it. Um, I thought of your, I thought of your, your next headline is the top 10 things to avoid to have a wildly successful bookkeeping business. <laughs> so. It's actually funny, funny. You said that one of the blogs we did was just that, um, what, 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 what not to do, but Hey, if we tell all the secrets, then we're gonna probably not gonna have, uh, so many people interested in buying a franchise so we're gonna, we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep some of it for our franchises okay just wait till i got you know you gotta you gotta have that secret sauce that recipe yeah. has to be protected i've been trying and to get I, somebody if I, I may add, if, yeah, if i may add uh, to that um not only it's about what not to do um but uh, we're very well aware from our entrepreneurship journey of 23 years of all kinds of entrepreneurship um and mistakes that we did. Uh, I was going to say, well I know what you mean. All of the mistakes that we did. Um, we are very well aware that the first year of uh, our franchisees, just like for a lot of people, there are three elements to this to be, become successful eventually. There is a trade element. You got to learn to actual skill of how to look at all of these financial information in a certain way. There is an entrepreneurship journey where I'm starting from scratch. I have no idea what to do because rarely you would have a proper 
true entrepreneur who's been doing it for years just jumping into buying a franchise most likely it's somebody from uh more of a stable world corporate world or having no experience that would jump jump into franchise and there's a whole journey in itself that they have to go through as a beginning entrepreneur and a third part is marketing and sales which if i'm really good at trade most likely i'm not that good at marketing and sales or if i'm really good at marketing and sales i might not be that great at trade so the way what we really do, we try to uh, form form our first year with our franchisees around these three elements. We do the training and we help them with training of actual trade as much as we can to be able to bring them on board. Even if they're skilled in accounting, there are different tricks that we can do um, to, to make it most effective and efficient. Uh, they go through pretty rigorous executive coaching for a year um, to be able to handle uh, and build the spine of an entrepreneur to go through this entrepreneurship journey. And we are working more and more with different opportunities to help them with sales and marketing. We have sales training. We um, collaborate with people like you, right? Trying to make the brand uh, a lot more uh, unique and more out there. So we support it from three different angles. Yeah, now that sounds very clear. And uh, I think clarity... when. I think you said it earlier. I think Max said it where he said, you know, anyone could do this, right? Well, in theory, yeah. But I think one of the ma most amazing things about franchise brands and networks is it's almost an invisible force that no one accounts for that I believe is the reason why 90% or whatever the stat might be at this point, uh, franchisees succeed across the board compared to like what, what you said earlier, where we started many businesses and tried a lot of things over the years and it's not easy, right? And so the point being is that there's a lot more to it, even if it looks easy. Um, and you guys obviously know that very well. So, and I just wanted to kind of add that to no matter how easy it might look, it's not. And so tell me though, you know, this is a business that does involve software and technology. Tell me a little bit about how you guys evolve with that. Tell me, is there anything related to tech that you think is a big difference? Like it helps your your franchisees, it helps you guys do your job better. Like, is there just an angle that you're taking with technology that is uh, is helpful? Sure. I mean, we have, uh, uh, for a start, we have a proprietary uh, system that we developed. It's called BooksDesk. It's actually a CRM and a management platform for bookkeepers. Right now, we were toying with the idea of selling it to other bookkeeping companies, but at the end, it's now only available to bookkeeping employees and bookkeeping franchisees. And I'll let Elena to tell more about what Booksdesk does because that's her baby. Uh, she developed it from the beginning with the team and you know continue to uh, improve it all the time. So, yeah. I'll let her talk. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a baby that keeps growing and evolving. And, you know, you as a parent, especially with the first one, right? You, you go, oh my God, you know, this baby, well, I know how to be a mother of this baby until now. And then, you know, they become a teenager and I go, I have no idea how to become a mother of a teenager or parent of a teenager. But uh, ultimately, the purpose behind Books Desk was that we have everything in one place, like a proper ERP system uh, of a smaller scale, easy to use. Um, 
and and that's still a goal. We're not there hundred percent yet from that perspective because there are some other tools that uh, functions that work better. But it does have CRM capacity. It does have project management capacity. It does have timesheet uh, and uh, general operational capacity. So we can do billing in it. We can uh, collect all the data of how much time has been spent, what has been done, how we're working. Um, we have concept of what we call legends, which is the story. You know, part of our culture is that we like storytelling. So I'm very much relating to what you're saying here. And uh, we always say that all of our customers have a story behind them. And so our notes window, we call a legend. So every client has a legend. Um, mm. And and that helps us to keep track of notes. And uh, whoever needs to be involved in this, of course, can, can talk to, can, can track the information. I think that would be the best way to describe it. Yeah. No, I love that. I, you know, it, it is about that. I, and I told you guys earlier that, you know, I, I do, I, I'm in technology and I try to stay obviously up to date. And we know that a lot is going on with new technologies, uh, well, new forms of older technologies like AI and things. You had talked to a little bit, I know your culture has a lot to do. You just mentioned it again, a little bit about storytelling and the unique qualities that your franchisees have that, you know, everybody in your ecosystem has, but tell me, you know, you did to say that your culture is about you know, bringing out the unique personalities of your franchisees and how you know, their strengths and things, but how do you see this new technology evolving or, or how, what is your take on it in terms of AI and could it impact your industry? How do you see, how do you see that playing out or have you thought about it a, a lot yet? Well, originally, yeah, I region. I'll start. I'll start, and then Max. Uh, Max has a part in it as well. But originally, yeah. we the, the thinking behind the culture was very simple. Um, I have accounting background, and so I've actually worked in some tax offices and accounting offices, and it mesmerized me while I was doing that, and then consulting later how small business owners think about accountants and they start to sigh and they feel drained of their energy and they hate the moment they need to walk in into accounting office or talk about numbers uh they hate they they, they just they, they they desperately hate this and it was it was strange to me because i knew it could be different the people behind this trade are incredible and so we started toying with the idea that it would be nice to have you know, it would be cool to be cool when you are a bookkeeper, when you are an accountant. And so part of our original idea behind the culture was that we want to be cool, that uh, bookkeepers are cool. So I think we still have a hashtag called cool bean, bean counters, right? Uh, and having said that, we did everything we could to uh, allow everyone who comes on board to be part of our culture to stay cool, just as cool as they are. And as we go forward with evolution of the world, technology is part of being cool. Whether we like it or not, you're not cool without technology anymore. So technology fits in perfectly. Uh, we have always worked with software, so we can't, you can't do bookkeeping on pieces of paper anymore, right? Even Excel is a software, but in the United States specifically, we use a lot of different softwares. We have always done it, and we have seen over the years the evolution of these softwares as we're working with them. So it's incredible to see how you want a feature, and then three years later, QuickBooks has that feature. You want something, and then Zero starts introducing it. Um, so it's nice to see that evolution as well. 
nice to see what comes out in the market, the integrations between the systems and how you can play with them, what comes into QuickBooks, what doesn't. So we've always, our company has always been part of that. We've been heavily uh, involved in it and whether we like it or not, utilizing it as well. And of course, uh, new features that are coming up with artificial intelligence and stuff. We've uh, originally had a failed effort, I would say at this point, I think, uh, to create, um, and that was a few years ago. Today, it's possible. A few years ago, it wasn't as possible to create a uh, talking on border. That would be artificial intelligence. Oh, um, <laughs> we did it five years ago, and that was not a hit given the technology within our framework. Yeah. Yeah. Today, of course, the world is different. So it's interesting too. So we've toyed with this as well. Yeah. I don't know, Max. Did. Well, I think that's impressive. I will tell you, I, I, I think that's extremely impressive because most people weren't toying with things a few years back. And you're right. It, you know, some of the, 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 the foundational technology was in place, but very difficult to get the same results and, and, and much more expensive. And, um, and now, now it's a little easier to get to, right? So now, but the point, of, the reason why you did that is really the key. And I think maybe now in the future, you could revisit sort of those kinds of ideas. <clears throat> but I think that the real key of it all was what you said earlier, all things about what you said about being cool. You're right. I, I, I didn't think of what you said, but I think just alone, just your experience alone brought you to that revelation. Because that's key, what you said. Your your audience, your customer, your prospects, they're, it makes them uncomfortable, right? For many reasons, right? Numbers, whatever the reasons are. And you identify that you needed to change the tone of that. You needed to make that a better experience. And I think that is massively, I mean, you can't evolve as a brand or change how you communicate or market or serve your client if you're not first aware of that. And I think that I've never heard that. So I think that's pretty interesting that you picked up on how it's like we just accept that, you know, it's yeah, I got to go see. It. It's like the dentist. People talk about dentists sometimes, uh, you know, getting your teeth pulled or something. Like It's not a good experience, right? You want to make it as good as you can make it, obviously. But I think that was a great insight. And I do think with AI, I think really it becomes an extension of us. So like if you're a cool company with that kind of a culture, then you figure out how can AI help us with that, solve problems that help us do the things we want to do the way we want to do it. And I think that's really what I see is just being patient and looking for the right opportunities. And I think you've already had some ideas, even going back a few years, of where it might fit. But at the end of the day, um, that was really interesting to hear. And yeah, the cool part, it's funny because like you're like this one person socially, maybe, right? Then you decide you're going to become a bookkeeper or run a company like that. And and it's like you're you're real reserved now. Like, why? Why? Why are you different? Like, be, be you, right? I guess that's what you were saying. Just you can bring you to it and just get the job done. So I think that's interesting. I think that was an interesting perspective. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, is your industry, I was just, I, I don't know if this question comes up with, with you guys sometimes when you're talking to prospects, but um, is there regulatory challenges? How does that touch you guys with finance and dealing with books? And like, wh where does that fit in? How do you deal with regulatory uh, uh, issues? Is there a lot to think about. And obviously you, you probably remove any of those, those obstacles for your franchisees, but how does that play in? Is it a big deal? So there is no really regulatory in bookkeeping business. Um, unlike accounting and CPA and being, uh, 
gap and all of this you know terminology bookkeeping is bookkeeping as long as the books are balanced you are fine obviously there are different rules how you can do it and uh, um, we're not gonna bore the listeners with these rules but it's not regulated so as long as uh, Elena is tired of my joke, but I'm going to continue doing it until I die, that debits are always on the left and credits are always on the right, okay? So as long <laughs> as you keep following this one rule, you're going to be just fine. That's what it's that simple. And, and I, you know, I'm glad you said that because again, the ease, so I wanted to go back into what we had said earlier about the business model and, and the first year and getting started. Um, and you had said earlier, um, you know, I wanted to kind of just zero in a little bit on marketing and sales here. So you had said earlier that you had obviously done business with a lot of franchise brands and obviously they have networks and they would cover you know, the country. So tell me a little bit about how that works with any current franchisees. And, and also just an extension of that question is how, how do they, what is the best way they get ramped up? What, what do you find is the best marketing channel? And I'm going to jump out and say, you know, networking and partnering is probably a big part of it. And, and you already have some installed base with other franchise brands, but tell me how that looks. What, what is your focus in terms of marketing and sales that first year, especially? Marketing and sales for, to find new franchisees for us? When you no, no, for, for your franchisees to find uh, clients in the local market. Oh, okay. Well, um, it varies. I mean, first of all, there are a lot of options. And I think if something works for a particular individual, then they should continue doing it. Like I believe in personal relationship, networking, meeting, and all of this stuff. So call it old school, if you like. But yeah. we have a franchisee who said, you know what, I'm going to double down on social media and I'm going to do that on the local market. And she's doing it and she's getting meetings out of it. She's getting clients out of it. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, so that that's a great idea. So show what you can do and maybe we're just going to make it uh, like a showcase for other franchisees. You know, that's mm -hmm. not uh, social media, my strong uh, suit, for example. Uh, and I know that but it doesn't mean that it's not going to work uh, for somebody else. So yeah. um, look, one of the reasons why we are not offering taxes and CFO services, and we actually never even discussed doing that because we're getting majority of the referrals from CPA firms, local CPA yeah. firms. So yeah. uh, what we teach our franchisees is to go develop a relationship with CPA firm, and then they'll be sending you clients um but it takes time they're not going to believe you first time they see you you and you know 100 more bookkeepers that knock their door over the year but then these people disappear i mean persistence pays um so doesn't matter which business we were in that was one of the things we were really good at we were keep doing it keep knocking the door until we were told to f off so we were like literally doing and and that worked i mean I, I can tell you that in the getting franchisors as our clients which potentially becomes clients for our franchisees because we refer them business in the local market so let's say right. there is a new uh fast science opening in miami our franchisee in miami will get the introduction uh right away um right. so one of 
the reasons we get so many franchisors and continue getting more is us continue doing it. We showed up first time at the IFA, International Franchise Association uh, event uh, back in 2000, got uh, 16, I think was the first time. Nobody knew us. We were just, mm -hmm. you know, people looked at us, we didn't get a single client. 2017, I think we got one or two. And then guess what? One year later, we showed up again. They're like, oh, we've seen you guys two times. All right, so you're here to stay. And then now people stopping by. I mean, I'm. we're going to have another IFA in February uh, in Phoenix. And I know that uh, people are going to stop by and say, hey, I meant to talk to you last year, but I got busy, so I'm ready to talk now. So you have to be persistent. So it doesn't matter what... Uh, um, who you are, are you franchisee of bookskeeping or you are a supplier trying to break into the market? I mean, that right. base, and that's one of the things that we're teaching our franchisees. Yeah. No, and I, I want to kind of shed a little light on what you just said. And I work with, I've been in, in franchising quite a while, uh, 20 plus years just in franchising related work. And I, you know, and I do technology. I, I love tech and I started tech in the nineties and, uh, was curious since then still am. And, and will always be a few steps out trying to learn new things ahead of everybody else. So I was very interested in all the digital marketing methods throughout the two thousands and, and uh, the 2010s. And, and what I would say about all that is what you just said is, is more powerful and in general, not for every model, but for the right models. And, you know, when you when you can partner naturally with CPAs and accounting firms, which usually number pretty well in most markets, and their relationships with folks are extremely, you know, really, really tight. It's I think, I think, I think it's maybe lawyers and accountants never get fired. I forget the percentages, but you don't you usually have the same person once you have that, right? Or and so these accountants have these great relationships, right? Long-term relationships. And so they refer to people like you and that becomes, what is the closing? Just real quick. What, what do you see in terms of closing when you get a referral versus an internet lead? I would think there's a big difference, right? A referral from an accounting firm versus maybe an internet lead. I would think there's a big difference, at least in my experiences, I have found that referrals from trusted business associates tend to, to do much better. So again, the whole idea of the focus uh, is is giving the the franchisee a lot of opportunity, and you also have scale. Like if you partner with a firm that has many representatives and many clients, it, you don't need a lot of those, right, to be successful. So I see that. That's what I'm seeing as someone who would analyze it, right. But I I think that's a tremendous value. Tell me a little bit about what it takes to get started, and you know what the payoff looks like for this kind of business model. Um, so before we get to it, uh, I just want to add one more thing about sure. the CPA referrals. Uh, right yeah. now, we are actually getting bookskeeping franchisees who are CPA firms. So we just signed um, you know, a franchise agreement with the CPA firm out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and they've been in business for many years, and they are really good and what they do in terms of taxes and consulting, but they were trying to break the code and doing the bookkeeping internally, and the clients are asking for it, and they didn't know how to do it, and they found us. So we signed the agreement. They're going to go into training after the tax season. Uh, but uh, they're pretty much going to be referring all the bookkeeping services to themselves, okay? 
uh, yeah. under the name uh, Bookskeeping Las Vegas. Plus, they're going to own the entire territory. So now CPAC value, because one of the benefits that Bookskeeping provides as a franchise, we also provide the staff to do the work. So yeah. it's optional, but a franchisee can actually hire people through us, people who get trained. We provide their office. We provide uh, computers, technology, benefits. So they just have to pay for their services hourly. And uh, this accountants, their bookkeepers, they all have accounting degrees. They can actually do the work on behalf of our franchisees. So, um, well, Max, I was going to just jump in and comment on that. That that so that's a great franchise development marketing um, tactic or strategy to convert. Right, a lot of a lot of models find other professionals that are doing it on their own, and it just makes sense for them to, to either add on or convert in, you know, but, you know, again, that's, that's a nice dedicated way to offer your opportunity to somebody that would be a great fit for it. It could really, really monetize it. And that's, that, that's not available to every brand. And for you to have that available to you and your franchise development approach is, is, is good. And anyone that can find that is a great, it's a great uh, approach. Right? So you're not going to get everybody that's a conversion, but you know, in those markets, it, 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 yeah, it's a fantastic way to break into a market as well because they could have a great presence already there. And um, and what a great way. And even compliment, I guess, to other franchisees. Um, but anyway, yeah, if you could shed a little light on what it takes and, and what the payoff kind of, I know you have, I know there's disclosure documents. You can't get into the real details because you'll share all that if someone were interested. But what does it kind of look like to get going? And I think it is home-based, you said. I thought I read. But tell me a little bit more of what it, this looks like. Sure. So I'm going to give you some basic numbers, but of course, if uh, somebody wants to know more, we can talk. And there is a franchise development document with item 19, where we show the financials for the past uh, 10 plus years. So all of this uh, is being disclosed, but uh, to open a franchise, bookskeeping franchise, the franchise fee is Twenty nine uh, nine, so twenty twenty nine thousand nine hundred dollars, and then if you are a U.S. military veteran or active military spouse or first respondent, you are getting thirty percent discount. Um, and then also we provide a ten thousand dollar discount to conversion franchises to CPA firms or existing bookkeeping firm so they only pay twenty thousand dollars so and by the way we do not charge royalties in the beginning for their existing clients which which is great so they they keep that 100 percent of the revenue and over the years we just started slowly uh taking the royalties for that when they fully convert uh to bookkeeping model um so it is a home-based even though we just had a conversation with somebody yesterday uh, they want to have an office. They're more than welcome to have an office. You don't have to have a class A office, can be a class B because not too many clients are going to be coming to the office. But uh, yet uh, it's an optional, but if you don't want to, it's home-based. Um, we are disclosing that it's going to cost somebody between 25000 and 52000 all in to open the business, including the franchise fee, depending on their model. Um, also, uh, as long as you get a computer, a printer, phone, and you know 
couple other necessary things and of course insurance and that type of stuff there is not expensive equipment to buy you don't have to buy an oven you don't have to buy any machinery you don't have to buy anything which makes uh, business very attractive for uh, somebody who is for example leaving the corporate world they can just go and guess what they already have a computer and by the way we don't make them to buy computer through us they don't have to do all of that we do give them the minimum specs what what it should look like for their own sake but they can go and buy any brand i mean the limitation is when you're in accounting industry um as much as i love apple products but you should have a pc because you know it just most of the software is developed for um you know uh pc and not uh for mac uh, for, for gotcha. the accounting but other than yeah. that they can get whatever they want it can be desktop it can be a laptop of course laptop makes sense more for yeah. me if you ask because you can take your business quote unquote in to any you know place in the world and really operate it from from there so um yeah. that's what it takes we uh do charge uh 10 royalties uh there is also a brand fund and there is a technology fee but technology fee is just a pass-through and all this money go to buy all the licenses so franchises will not have to buy any other software so pay for it we manage all of their subscriptions from uh microsoft office to adobe and you know zoom and that type of stuff so pretty much hey. like a turnkey they can operate the business um moving forward elena am i missing anything else no i think i think you cover you've got it all yeah most no, of it I, most of it good enough to begin yeah it's it, well i like this i mean it, it becomes normal right for for us like we do this for a living we build businesses and make them scalable and successful what you just described to me though i could tell you is hard like for people like if you say well just go out and figure out all, all the technology things you need <laughs> okay it's like you could spend a little time just on what we're doing right now like how do you deal with online meetings right and some people don't they may have used tools but they don't know the best tools and and the costs and the, so just having all that done for you is is fantastic um, and, and, you know, as I said, it, it is about simplicity, but it, it, you tend to make certain things look easier than they really would be if you had to just make all the decisions on your own. So they're all there and it's working and functioning and multiple people are using it and you're always, always making it better. So you can't, you can't beat that when it comes to getting set up. Uh, I appreciate that. Before I, I let you guys go, I was wondering if you, you both might take a minute just to share with the audience, maybe a tip or something that you know you kind of alluded to before you've been through a lot uh being business owners um anything you would share with someone who might be considering starting this business they could be someone completely coming from outside maybe the corporate world or maybe it's a cpa firm right or or a current accounting firm that you know you just you know that there's something you wanted to share with anyone so is there just one thing you wanted to leave maybe a piece of advice or a tip uh on on what they might consider uh, in moving forward and either one of you or both of you, if you could share, and, and maybe we'll start with you, Elena. Um, I mean, my tip, I always, I have this philosophy behind businesses that, uh, business is functioning like, like 
babies and then they grow like children and then they become adults and so you know the bigger the corporations get and then the, you know, there are different stages of development like human development and so when you buy this business remember that it's like having a baby all over again from the beginning and sometimes it starts with conceiving the baby and you have to wait nine months until it starts becoming a baby um in our case it's more like if you actually buy it in turnkey um it could be i'm having a baby now and doesn't matter how many i have it's a new baby and it's all the pain that we have with the babies and it doesn't matter how much i love kids and how exciting they are it's a baby and the baby hopes and the baby doesn't sleep and the baby teases and it goes through process starts walking and it gives all of these troubles and I say it half jokingly, but that's the reality. And I think uh, what I have seen a lot, um, and I remind it to our uh, franchisees, is that I don't. It doesn't matter if you have the trade and the skill, and you have the knowledge and the computers, and you've been doing it for a while. It's a new entrepreneurship journey that has its rule, processes, challenges, and uh, successes and failures. And you're starting from scratch. And it's very important to remember to save to save yourself a lot of nervous uh cells to begin with and uh sleepless nights and uh, ability to concentrate on what's important and i'll borrow from the comment you're in business for yourself but not by yourself but the first part yourself you're in business for yourself so there's both like you 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 have to have that mindset like i'm going to do this and i'm going to make get up every day and do what i i can do and in franchising we like to say that if you just follow the, the the process put in front of you and the training and the support, you'll get there. But it does take what you're saying. It takes that, I'm going to do this. And there are going to be maybe some unexpected challenges or what have you. No, you can't you can't avert all that. And we don't know. Like everybody has a different background, right? And oftentimes you do get to know them before they come on board and and all that. But yeah, that's amazing advice. And you're right, it is like that. You gotta and you gotta know what stage your company's in, right? So to treat them that way. But that's interesting. You're right. It is like having a baby. You want to be all in regardless. It might go smoothly. Maybe you slept the whole first year, right? <laughs> I don't know if anyone did. I don't know. I haven't met a parent yet. But anyway, uh, but you know, I think you need to be prepared mentally. What about you, Max? What do you think? Well, what I want to leave people with is that um, just remember that time is money and in the finance, there is a term called opportunity cost, which is pretty much in a simple format. What can you do with your time if you don't do what you're doing now? So, uh, or with your resources. So the question is, what are you going to do with the time that you would save if you go and buy a franchise business versus you starting your own business? Doesn't matter. Again, as I said, whether it's accounting or, you know, pizza business, you will figure it out. But, you know, if it takes you a couple of years, where would you be if you start growing now and not, you know, 24 months from, from today? So I think opportunity cost is huge and people forgetting about it. Same uh, goes for our clients who come or and want to do bookkeeping themselves. I mean, they're like, well, I'm going to do it myself. And my question is, how long is it going to take? Well, five, six hours a month. Great. So that means that probably for us, it's going to take us two to three hours because we're doing it day in, day out. What can you do with five or six hours of your time? How about you just spend it with your family? How about you just sleep, which is important, believe it or not. And then if anything, you want to work more, 
just spend time doing business development. How many clients are you going to get in the six hours versus you doing the bookkeeping? So that, that, that's what I think is very important, that anybody can figure it out and open their own business in any industry if they really try, especially now, trainings are available, technology is available, you can hire the right resources. But what can you do with your time if you have two year or one year or three years head start? Yeah, and, and I, I, as you're saying all that, I, I, I think the reason we said earlier we we're talking about the success of franchisees generally, just generally across the board, compared to say anything you might make a swing at or start. Um, and, and, and what I see in terms of starting businesses or any new initiatives, it's like an airplane analogy where the takeoff of an airplane is significant in the focus and the gas that you're burning uh, to get up to that cruising altitude is hard. And that's why most people never get there. So it's not just the opportunity cost, it's the cost of failure, right? And I think that that's why you don't get over on the other side is because that that runway was way longer than you anticipated. Not that you couldn't get there, but most people have an end to that runway and, and you can only make so many mistakes. And I can't tell you how many mistakes are just not even in the conversation because it's a franchise. So uh, it's amazing. So I, I love the industry. You can see I always end... I always end up with that type of uh, conversation um, and make that point, but I appreciate that input. I think it's totally on point. Uh, I appreciate both of you being here today. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was fun.